two, all right. Hello again. Welcome to the Fit and Fabulous podcast with your co-host Greg Fearon and Gillian Davis. How are you doing, everyone? I hope you are all keeping well. I hope. <laughs> I don't know whether we say that anymore. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hey, you must be all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> so, people stay safe. Yeah, absolutely. So this week's episode, we are joined by our lovely guest, the Miss Nicola Buckley. So Hi. Nicola is a head and heart coach, and we'll probably get her to talk a little bit more about what that actually is for those yeah. that, you know, maybe had never heard that before. And um, and also about a little bit about what you do, Nicola. So yeah, let's start. So Nick, <laughs> am I it? Am I it? Am I on? Okay. <laughs> I'm on. Oh. Tell us about yourself. Where have you been hiding? What have you been, what's led you to this point? Oh my gosh, how long, how long do we have? <laughs> right, short and succinct. <laughs> Shit, really, okay. Really? So, put it all out in the first sentence, that's fine. Yeah. So, hello everyone, thank you very much for having me on. Yeah. I'm excited to be here. We've already had 20 minutes chatting and giggling, so it's <laughs> fun. Um, so, I am Nicola Buckley. Um, I am the proud, um, proud owner of a business called Strong Her You. Um, and I am a head and heart coach. So I help um, female leaders and women who want more. I help them when they're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, a bit stuck on that old hamster wheel of keeping going. I help them to rediscover their clarity in who they are and their confidence to go after what they want and live to live a more happy and fulfilled life. And the other part of that is they also then have a bigger impact on the world. Um, so head and heart coach is a completely made up term. I, I can say that I'm the world's leading head and heart coach. <laughs> I think I'm the only one that says that term, but I'm very, very good at what I do. But, yeah. um, so the head part is I help my incredible clients. I teach them how to speak brain basically. So I've created something called Noggin Knowledge. Noggin Knowledge is all about the neuroscience of the female brain. So I've spent six, seven years geeking out on neuroscience. Um, and I've taken everything that I've learned and I've put that into structures and ways of understanding the logic of emotion. So it's going to help you to understand why do I say, think, feel and do certain things that don't serve me? So why do I, um, why do I have these whole old habits that come back that don't serve me? Why do I self-sabotage? Um, why am I so hard on myself? Why am I my own worst enemy? And all the brain all the brain science that sits behind that. So we're dealing in facts rather than fiction. We're dealing in data rather than drama. And these women are incredibly logical, yet also emotional. So that helps them to see that what they're doing, why they're struggling is not really their fault. And we can move away from judging and being hard on themselves and actually into, right, what am I going to do about it? So that's the head part. And I'm a complete geek and a very proud geek. I think when I was at school, it's a bit of a derogatory term. Now it's just like, I am a geek. I'm very proud of that. No problems with that. Um, and the second part is the heart part. So I help these really incredible women. I help them to create time and space in their own minds and in their own lives, which they probably felt on their own was a bit of an impossible task to actually come back to reconnecting to who they are and what they want. So what's in their heart? What do they truly want most? Because a lot of these women have achieved really incredible things. Even if they don't see it themselves, a lot of them don't see it themselves um, and they've achieved all this success. A lot of people think, oh, I've got a great life and externally it all looks good. Internally, it's just not, it doesn't feel great for them. They're feeling stuck on the hamster wheel. They're having to make sacrifices between family and work. Um, they're wondering what it's all for and they're kind of asking themselves, you know, is this it? Is this my life? You know, I've, I've got to where I wanted to be, but actually it doesn't really feel great. So I help them to really connect back to their heart and kind of just clear away all the layers of comparing and social media and what they feel they should be doing to actually what they want to be doing. Um, and I do the, all of this work through online programs. I have five day challenge and then I have programs that follow on from that. I have a group program, VIP programs and workshops and retreats. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Is it worth telling you the story of how I've ended up to be? Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, well, a lot of it's all on your own personal experience, isn't it? Yeah, so, exactly. Well, like yeah. Most people that have a business that is a passion business. So, my I had um, a sixteen-year corporate marketing career. I ran multi-million-pound launches for big household brands, and I was a person that would make sure everything happened <laughs> as it was meant to on the day it was meant to. 
Um, so I ran big teams of 30, 40 people um, and it was a lot of pressure, a lot of expectation, plus what I added to that because I had very high standards myself. And I got a lot out of my corporate career. I learned a huge amount and I did incredibly well. So that was all brilliant. But what I sacrificed was me within all of that. I felt like I had to change who I was. I lost the really hard edges of myself because I, I kind of just wanted to fit in. And I felt like a square peg in a round hole. And I was given feedback that I was over emotional or overreactive or sometimes, you know, you're a bit too loud and a bit too much. You just quieten down, you do so much better. So I kind of sacrificed who I was to do well in my career. And the other part of what happened um, during that time is also, unfortunately, my marriage broke down. So I ended up after that suffering from severe anxiety and depression. I was a high functioning depressive, so I was still going to work, I was still doing my job, but then I would go home and numb myself with wine, or I might take a young man home with me. And I just wasn't, I just felt, I looked in the mirror, I didn't like what I saw, I didn't know who I was, I'd never known who I was. So I kind of went on this, um, I had this very low point, and my kind of moment of truth, I call, um, I call it, what do I call it, um, fuck it moment, my fuck it moment. <laughs> Um, was my mum ringing me about my dad who's struggling with depression at the same time due to some things at work and just telling me guess how many words your dad said to me today and my dad's like me like my dad would go to Waitrose and he'll be there for two hours because he bumps into someone that he thinks he knows or that he suddenly knows or a friend or something so he's exactly like me in that respect just talk Britain and suddenly he was just this great introverted version myself that just didn't want to be with anyone or do anything and he just lost this will to live and it was incredibly sad to see and my mum was kind of managing and supporting for it she said he said five words to me today he said yes and he said no and he said I can't do this anymore and I need some help so I said mum how can I help you he said well I just think I could come and stay with you for a couple of weeks and hopefully you know make sure dad's got some support and people checking in on him but I just need a bit of time and I just I realized at that moment that I couldn't do it and I didn't have the physical the capacity or the emotional energy to help her and I said no and that moment was like for me a complete wake-up moment of like I can't go on like this like I, I, I need to do something about this and you know to be in a position where you can't help the people that have loved you most in the world have done the most for you and they continue to do that to this day and I love them to bits my dad is brilliant now by the way he's absolutely great again so yeah. um kind of came back plus like dad plus almost so he's brilliant um so that started a journey for me and there's three parts to my journey so the first part was i fell in love probably like julie i fell in love with nutrition and i did a 10-day detox i felt freaking horrific for like the first five days and then i was like a woman reborn Honestly, it just like it just made me fall back in love with food. It made me fall back in love with how eating the right things and not what I thought were the right things um, could help you to have like a much clearer head and not feel bloated and not feel tired so much and just feel energized and like raring to go. And that just set me up. I was like, right, I'm I'm an all-in kind of girl. I'm gonna go all in on this. I'm gonna geek out. And I spent 18 months studying nutritional therapy with a big company in the UK, became a nutritional therapist. So that started the first part of my journey. Second part of my journey, <laughs> I walked into a CrossFit gym. Uh, I saw a lot of men that were very ripped with their tops off. And I was like, whatever this is, I want to do a lot of this with all of you very often. <laughs> so I then again went all in. <laughs> yeah went on, and girls doing amazing things that I'd never seen girls do before yeah. in terms of what they were lifting just incredible and I just got swept up the excitement and the energy and just yeah so again went all in um became a strength petition coach became a British weightlifting coach became a CrossFit coach um became a regional weightlifting master's champ mainly because I'm old and fairly strong I suppose for like being some quite old and and out of that i just fell in love back back in love with what what i could do with my body in terms of i could get really strong i could feel myself properly my body could change shape um just that confidence in what you can do like doing stuff that i never thought i could do because i was a unhappy i was a happy but unhappy jogger i hated jogging but i made myself do it because i felt like i had to so that was the second <laughs> <laughs> and then the final the final part was um the part that is relevant to what I do today, 
So I went on a weekend course and was by this point I was running, I'd run an outdoor boot camp business um, that had developed into um, a transformation studio. So I ran a transformation studio for women in a rugby club, ironically. And I had women that came in that just wanted to feel good about themselves again. So I helped them with their nutrition, I helped them with their training. So I went on this weekend course and it was really to help them to help them to kind of stick to their plans and really get the most from their investment. And what I realized, um, I was, I was just remember this weekend cause I spent the whole weekend crying. I was sat in this mundane gray meeting room in a lawyer's office in London. And I just cried my heart out. And I cried because I was being taught about noggin knowledge as I call it now. And the noggin knowledge of how I'd felt through the end of my marriage, how I'd felt through my depression and anxiety, like all the things that I'd struggled with through my whole life that at the root of it was not feeling enough. At the heart of that was like the fact that I, I'd thought I was weak. I thought I was lazy. I thought I was stupid. I thought I wasn't pretty enough, not clever enough or successful enough. And I, I wasn't ever enough. But all of that related to, I just, I hadn't understood at all how my brain was designed and evolved to work. And the fact that actually, yes, we're all different individuals, but our brains are all programmed in the same way. Men and women are different, but there's certain parts of the brain that need certain things at certain times. And I, I let go of years of judging myself, years of being hard on myself, years of blaming myself. And it was just like this whole, um, yeah, I don't know, eureka moment of like, oh my God. And the release I felt that weekend was just so huge. It's like, I, I just remember sat there thinking, if I can feel this different in two days and yes, there was still a lot of work to do. Yes. I was still struggling with anxiety and depression, but if I can feel this different in two days, how different can I help other women to feel? So I spent the last six or seven years geeking out one particular mentor. I've probably done everything that he's ever done because I'm just like a sponge again, went all in, I've geeked out and I've taken everything that I've learned and I've put it into structures and process. So now I have a five step clarity and confidence structure to bring you back home to who you are which is at the heart of all my programs which is all about um closing that gap of understanding of who we are and we're so busy now that we don't take time to connect to ourselves distracted by social media or by our phones or by being always on and we lose that connection to ourselves so we spend we meet we spend zero time getting to know ourselves where i have the honor of helping these brilliant women to become the world leading expert in themselves because no one else is going to do that for you. Yeah. And out of that comes whatever comes out. It might be a new business, a changing career. Um, it might be the end of a marriage or a start of a relationship. It's whatever you need comes out of that process. And it's truly an honor to help my clients through that. So yeah, that wasn't hugely quick. I know. <laughs> Uh, uh, I was comprehensive. <laughs> yeah, we can end it now. Thanks. <laughs> so, um, I've got a few questions. I'm just going to rattle off. Yeah. So, probably one of the big things for me is um, obviously being a man. I know that a woman's brain is diff we're, we're different. I know that, and I get it. Okay. So, one of the big things is women and self sabotage. Just give us a little insight into why that happens. Yeah why we shoot why because guys do it too we all we all do it in some way shape or yeah women i find especially yeah they'll, they'll be getting awesome results with me and jillian or yeah. you know, working with one of us and then all of a sudden they go and do something mental and we're going what yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna finish it so yeah so, what, so tell us about self-sabotage i think that's uh yeah, no, it's a great, a great question. Self-sabotage is a really, really interesting one because we, we think it is, you know, we think it's our weakness. We think it's our fault. We, we tend to blame ourselves and I'm just a self-sabotager. I get to a certain point, I self-sabotage. It's like, first of all, self-sabotage is an absolute myth. It's not even a real thing in the way that we think it is. We think it's us being weak or is weak the word? Yeah, we're kind of letting ourselves down. We're to blame. Or is actually the brilliant news is self-sabotage is just another brain process. So the amazing thing to learn is that this is not your fault, but you can change how you do things. So self-sabotage happens because we set our goals and our vision and our learning. All of that happens in a part of our brain, which is our human brain at the front of our head here. So just behind our forehead. 
that is our prefrontal cortex. It's where we're human. It's where we grow, where we learn, we develop and we evolve. So that part of the brain is all about the growth and development. So when we're in it, we feel like it's exciting. We're in flow. We've kind of feel we're very clear headed. We're cracking on. It makes sense, right? That bit. Yeah. It's kind of the sensible part of the brain almost. Yes. But it's also you being yourself. It's yeah. you being mm-hmm. your most true form of yourself. So we want you to stay in that as much as possible. When you're self-sabotaging, something will have triggered you um, to take you back into another part of your brain, which is right at the back here in, near the brainstem. You've probably got that knobbly bit at the back of your head like me. Mine's massive. I don't know why. Um, I feel in our heads. We've <laughs> 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 got interactive. But, so still there, that's your animal part of your brain is around there. So your animal part of the brain was the first part of the brain to evolve. That part of the brain is triggered when there isn't, there's not enough prediction response. So the brain's biggest job is safety above anything else. And that part of the brain is purely focused on making sure that you wake up tomorrow morning. So when you break a routine or a structure or a habit, if it's too much, the brain will take you back into your animal brain. And that is where you self-sabotage because what you're basically doing, you take yourself out of your human brain you're going into your animal brain, that part of the brain just goes back to something called your amygdala, like the filing cabinet of your brain, and it just chooses the most relevant response. So say, for example, if you, um, you'd you had a row with your partner and then you'd gone home and you'd eaten ice cream, if that's your playthrough normal response, the brain is looking for safety because you don't have safety in your relationship at the moment, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So the brilliant thing to do is just to know that actually it's just a brain process and mechanism like self-sabotage generally means you're making too much change too quickly. It generally means that there's something that you don't have certainty on. Um, it generally means that you just, you need to come back to your human brain and come out with your animal brain, which is all about creating safety. But you know, for someone to say, Oh, you know, I ate a tub of ice cream last night because I had around my partner. It's not self-sabotage as we know it's purely you've gone from one part of the brain to the other. You need to understand that and learn how what your what are your ways and methods of coming out of your animal brain and back into your human brain. So yeah, but yeah, great question because it's it's really I hate seeing stuff online about people saying you know I've self sabotage and fuck this. It's like that's just a brain process, yeah. and I think that partly what drives me on so much to share all this stuff, just because it's like don't blame yourself for something it isn't your fault it's not your fault but it is your responsibility to do something about it mm-hmm. but as Maya Angie said when you know better you can do better yeah but until you do better you can right so yeah yeah so it's like the it's the I suppose it's your subconscious brain isn't it yeah. just coming yeah, into play then it's that that hardwired yeah whatever behavior that you've probably developed over many <laughs> many years yeah. or hardwired instant response that part of the brain overrides any other part of the brain it's the most reactive it's the quickest it's just it just neutralizes any thoughts of future or goals or anything else it's just going how do we get back to safety what is safety here oh yeah it's this old reaction of eating ice cream that's safety we'll go back to that and you are yeah subconscious thinking and in that respect i guess men and women are the same because men do that too i've seen i do it sometimes i know i do yeah yeah absolutely and you know it's, there's a lot of differences in, in brain setup, if you like, for men and women, but there's a lot of similarities. And the, the biggest similarities were basically the brain take, if you take nothing away from this, like the brain's biggest job is safety above anything. It's your job to make yourself happy. And part of that is staying as human as possible, as much as possible and trait in a life where you have a lot of um, stability and prediction response. So the way I teach and coach that is if you, the life will always throw you curveballs of, you know, viruses, children getting ill, jobs, you know, all that sort of stuff. Therefore, what bigger stability and, and control and safety can you have than knowing yourself inside out? Does that make sense? It kind of links together the noggin on it, like know you inside out because life will always throw you a curve or knock you off your feet. You have that stability and that, that clarity and confidence in yourself. You always have that to come back to. And you plug that gap of understanding with these layers of this is who I am, this is my self-identity. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Okay. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Now it's fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> Bring up. <laughs> so how, like, for and, and I, I get it. I get that a lot of the times. It's like going, yeah, I know I do it, 
I know. Yeah. So a lot of people know that they do it. They know that maybe they'll devour, you know, and it's usually eaten, isn't it? Sometimes. Well, that's what I come up a lot of to yeah. be eaten. Or, but how, you know, have you some ideas of how people can kind of start to address what they do and, and can help them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it all links into a bigger thing of us, I think, not having that ongoing connection to ourselves. So imagine from the moment you, we wake up, like most people will not take any time for themselves. They'll probably hit snooze a few times, you know, then think, oh shit, I'm running late, and then get up and be in a rush and shower, children, out the door, you know, all of that happens like in a whirlwind. So it's it's part of it. it has to be you have to focus on a daily checking with yourself you know especially like the world changes daily at the moment so it's really really important to have that daily so where can you start so we're going to go into techniques about individual things but yeah. a really brilliant place to start with all of this is just like make a daily commitment to checking with yourself so some people like to write that in journals some people like to speak it like on an app like otter or on their phone um, some people just like to share it with their partner you know just listen, getting them just to listen but it is like it's just stop breathe hand on heart slow everything and just ask how do i feel today mm -hmm. because we just don't do that we're human beings yet we're in doing mode constantly rather than letting ourselves be so even if at the beginning and the end of the day you can have five minutes and i say i call it like your cup of tea voice the voice of what you most want like, a i love tea but b it's that you know even with a cup of tea we sit down for five minutes don't we and just you know just relax and just stop and in that time you just put your hand on your heart and deep breath say how do I feel today what is going on with me and it's almost like you're dusting away the cobwebs in your brain because you're like oh okay that's what's going on that makes sense rather than you know your partner did something yesterday you're still pissed off today and you you know explode at work and you shout at someone because of something that happened that's not actually related to that at all it's almost like you're unpacking the luggage every day does that make sense mm -hmm. you're carrying with you like just don't you don't need to carry that with you. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. I'm being being I'm being nosy, right? I can see a book in the corner. Have you got is that Patrick Holford's book in your on your shelf? Yes, from my my fitness world days, yeah. Awesome book, awesome book. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> I, I had to How did you spot that? Oh, <laughs> I've been eating my I've got anything in a <laughs> Can you zoom in or something? <laughs> I, do you know what oh, it was? It's the, it's the, it's the of it. oh, what else have I got out? <laughs> be careful. Be careful. <laughs> sweet room if we do that. Pre Hawkeye. This side here, right here. Just anyway. Cool. So where you know you so you work with these high performers who are yeah. you know, directors and all that kind of stuff. What do you find it a struggle to get them to just chill out? Because I'd say with the ladies that I coach, um, you know, they're busy, they're managers and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. getting them to chill out and just take five minutes is hard yeah. work. Like yeah. I, can get, I can get them to do burpees easier. <laughs> than yeah. they're, then they're in doing mode, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's all results driven, isn't it? So yeah, like, exactly. One something, one something. There's another task, another task. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to tick that off to Yeah we're very to-do list driven yeah it is it's really hard and like being really honest i i really pretty much burnt out at the end of last year i did three launches within six months in a new way that i'd never done it before and i had nearly a thousand women go through five day challenges with me i set up a new, a new program um i've had nearly 60 women join it and you know how does that process you know what is that you know all that sort of stuff plus vip clients plus my first corporate contract come through just recently and stuff and it's just it was amazing like my whole business dynamic changed within six months but I was fucking fried like I I remember really clearly on Christmas Eve I had a my partner's Polish so they celebrate Christmas Eve more than Christmas Day yeah and his mum who his mum who's got a little bit of rash mentality bless her she's probably quite useful at the moment actually but that's a whole other thing she'd gone and bought um we had two whole salmons to bake or we baked a whole salmon for Christmas Eve. And I was doing it because my partner was at work doing a, a um, on-call shift. So I just remember I like being in the kitchen baking the salmon and I just, I just started crying. And then his mum's all like upset that I'm crying. And I'm like, she said, what's wrong? I said, I'm just tired. Like my body is aching. 
like I feel guilty that I'm not online because I feel like I should be doing something. I will be properly with you, but I'm trying to switch my brain off from like six months of, you know, madness in my business, but amazing. And I'm just tired. Like I cannot tap, like wake up and I'm still tired. I wake up from a good night's sleep and I'm just, so I've had to look at my business really hard for the last three or four months and just, start to create more time and space it's not perfect but it's definitely a, it's definitely an improver i'm an improver with it and i i've said to people over even over the last few weeks my clients as well i find it easier still to dial up than i do dial down my partner is actually he's um he's like a trainee surgeon in a hospital so he's front line at the moment he's just very he's got this really great way of when he comes home he'll say what he needs so if you get if he wants to go he's like Five or ten big ex rugby player in the navy, and he'll go and have a bath with candles, <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll play computer games for an hour. Right, which you know that's out of work, home, relax. Right now, I'm available for you, Nick. And I think we could all learn a lesson from that. What is your go-to? Like, what are the things that help you switch off? And I call it, and I yes, the women I work with really do struggle, but I really challenge them to say a couple of things but i call it on on and off off so if you're if you're in work and you're going for it and it's you know going really well and just getting stuff done that's on on that's you and your purpose in your passion then if you get home what you want to be able to do is be off off so off off the phone is off your laptop is off you're not thinking about work and there has to be something to help with that switch off the bit we will get a bit fucked with is when we're on off and I remember when I lived on my own, I live with my partner now, I lived on my own. I thought, oh, I'll just, I'll just do a few bits whilst I'm watching, you know, something or other. So I'm, I'm not truly switching off watching a great film. <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty of that. Really working really well. And there has to be that point when you say, do you know what, for today, that is enough for today. So how to start with things like that, set some boundaries. And, you know, even if it's just a very simple boundary to start with. So a recent client that joined me, she's got a business that is you know grown and grown but she's now at a point where it's pretty steady because she's done a lot of the hard work so she's now she doesn't work fridays and she was trying to word you know even wording me out of office or maybe you know it won't look good if i'm not available to them it's like right there's not gonna be such an emergency give them an emergency number for emergencies only but just say you're not available on friday you have you don't need to justify what you're doing or why you're doing it and she started doing that now on two days a week. She goes in a little bit later to go to a gym class because that's what suits her. Um, two days a week, she, she won't, one day a week, she won't travel and she'll just be in the office with her, with her assistant. And, you know, that has really shifted. She was kind of thinking it anyway, but we just put it into like, right, boundaries, let's start here. Mm-hmm. And if you feel really uncomfortable, boundaries tend to be a little bit of, um, they can be quite a hard reset. Because if you've been, if you've had no boundaries before, people are going, well, why what are you doing like why why are you not available yeah. I say to any any people starting a business or anyone you know even at the moment with being at home more you know just set some boundaries of like when you finish work set some boundaries of like not working on certain days and honor it because your your business won't fall apart from you having half a day with your partner or something or you know a weekend with your family or finishing at five rather than eight o'clock like you need that, your brain needs that to recharge and you need that to just, if you think about it as well. So brain, brain waves, when you're busy, very close together, spiky and high. When you're relaxed, they're long and looping. So if you're in busy mode and they're like, there's no room for the great idea. If you're chilling the fuck out and those brain waves, are, I can never, gamma and beta, I can never remember which way around they are, but anyway. Yeah. Long and looping ones, that's when you have the ability for the great idea which is why it'd be on the dog walk or when you're showering or some run, you're cooking dinner and you're like, oh my God, it's just come to me. It's because you're letting your brain breathe and percolate and just be there ticking over yeah. the background rather than constantly on. Mm. Absolutely. There you go, folks. Big one, just to slow down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, am, I have to say, I am totally guilty of that. I kind of fall into it. Well, you see, I'm not a TV person, so but I'll sit with my husband, but I'll probably do something while he's watching the TV show. Oh. So. <laughs> and that's 
because I'm like, I'm not really bothered about the TV programme, so I may as well do something. But... Yeah, but you're not properly with him. There's like a barrier between you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I knew she was going to say that. Don't you worry. I knew she would say that. So I'm not just randomly telling her off. <laughs> no, no, Karen, I'm enjoying this. This is good. This is good. <laughs> more, 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 more. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Nothing, nothing is no thing. Yeah. It's, it's no thing. Like you don't need your value and worth isn't reliant on your crossing off your fucking to do list. It's inherent within you. And actually, you have more value and worth if you've rested and you've had some time off. Like I, I can't do the stuff that I do, and I'm a huge empath. I can't do the coaching that I do if I'm exhausted and I'm annoyed and I'm frustrated. Like I'm just not the best coach. Yeah. So it has meant changes in my business and it will mean more, but that is as it should be because I want to have more impact. That happens through, I'm not going to grow my business by trying to do it all myself. I'm going to grow my business by finding the right people, creating a team. You know, when it comes to it, all I want to do is show up and speak, either coaching or sharing content or writing a book, like writing or speaking. That's all I want to do. Yeah. So I think that's the big problem, isn't it? That unless you're doing something, that means you're not working, if that means. Yeah. And I think that's probably the culture we've all grown up with, right? We've all yeah. we've all from corporate, we've all been there, we've all been managers or whatever <laughs> in corporate. So we yeah. all have that same issue. Yeah, absolutely. But I think it started even for me personally, it started even earlier than that for me. So my, my parents were very hardworking. My dad did pretty well, which meant my mum, we had to, you know, work really hard to make the money stretch. But my mum stayed off whilst we were very young, stayed off work. And I just saw my dad sacrifice a lot so that we could have a great childhood. And I, you know, I can't say there's any there wasn't anything bad in my childhood. I just saw this example though, day in, day out in what they said, what they felt, what they thought, what they did, that was, you need to work. You know, you need to cut your cloth accordingly. You need to work harder. Dad sacrificed, mum sacrificed, mum making our clothes, making meals stretch, dad going off to work in all weathers in those fucking Honda 90 over the Tamar Bridge. Like, <laughs> I just read the fact that he's going to get blown off that thing one day. And, you know, they made all of that for us. So I just have this inbuilt framework that has always, and until very recently been, if you don't have what you want, you can just work harder. Mm-hmm. But at the end of last year, like, you know, crying over cooking a fucking salmon for your family. <laughs> that was like, that was a wake up call. Like, you can't do this anymore, Nick. You cannot do this. So yeah. it's it's so important for us to learn to slow down and create time and space. And I know, I don't mean to sound flippant and I know everyone's busy and even more so at the moment, but like I said, like, don't, you know, it's not going to be an expensive spa day at the moment anyway, but it doesn't need to be a big whole day. It can literally be go out for a longer dog walk. It can literally be get your trainers out on and go for a five minute walk run. It can literally be get a fucking cup of tea and just sit down and shut the door for five minutes or hide in the bath from your children. Lock <laughs> <laughs> <Love> the door. Clients, <laughs> my VIP clients telling me about. I was, I've, I've lit my. Uh, so I'm going to go and have this amazing bath. I want that to be like one of my things that I do to switch off. So brilliant. So what happened? She said, I had it all set up and I'd run the water. I had the candles. I had some music. I had my iPad and I'm like had a glass of wine. I'm like, oh my god, perfect. And she, the only thing she didn't do, she forgot to bolt the door. So basically, one of her children came flying in and said, Mommy, Mommy, I need a poo. <laughs> I got all this like, amazing bath set up. And then one of her children just sat on the loo next to her and she's going, Oh, school wearer. <laughs> <laughs> Never do that again. <laughs> no. Oh, no way. No way. So, yeah, and, and it's much like when even, you know, what Greg and I, like, we talk to our clients about fitness and everything. And, you know, they keep, you know, you don't have to kill yourself with, like, workouts to make changes to your bodies, you know, and, and it's the same thing, you know, you've got to do some, yeah, we all like a little bit of, there's some stress is good in our lives. It makes yeah, us yeah. do things, it makes us go after what we want, you know, but then there's that recovery that you need as well, isn't it? Yeah, so. definitely. You think, it's almost like it's like a muscle for me is that you, you you know you create pain to make change but 
I think I almost feel like we we see it as we need to suffer to make change. Mm. And there is elements of that, but there's two drivers of change. You either push you you take yourself away from the pain or you pull towards the pleasure. Yeah. And I'm pretty much I'm pretty much done with running away from the pain. <laughs> but I wanna it's towards the pleasure now. I've actually, you know, I've got a great business. I love what I do, but I'm not gonna sacrifice like my weekends anymore. I'm not gonna sacrifice you know, all the time in the world for it. Cause I, I live with a man that I love that is going through a lot working on the front line right now. And I want to be there to support him. I want to be there, there as our dog mum, not all the time because they're driving mental someday. <laughs> but you know, and I want a family and that doesn't happen when I'm working. You know, I can't do that work in 60 hours a week. Yeah. So it's, for me, it's been a real crossroads recently. And I just say for anyone listening, like you, you're not the best of yourself. It's actually selfish to carry on. It's like, I think selfish is such a, um, what's the word? Just a misinterpreted word because a little bit selfish, you come back to like, say if you go and have the bath and it all goes well, you don't have children bursting in, you come back out of that and you're relaxed again and you're connected to yourself and you've checked in with how you're feeling mm-hmm. and you've had time to relax. And, you know, you've washed for me and being an empath as well, water washes away emotions. Like you, you've kind of processed the day then you can be present with your children. Then you can have that difficult conversation with your partner. Then you can cook a lovely dinner and feel relaxed rather than, oh my God, I've got all these things to do. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, just set those full stops on the day and just, it's so important. Now I think more than ever. So yeah, I think I've, I've I know we talked about it before and we weren't going to hugely mention, but I just think what we're going through now is like a hard reset on where, yeah. on where we need to be and how we need to live our lives because we weren't listening so it's like right okay hard reset here you go deal with this yeah. you will slow down you will appreciate do you know what's pushed me hugely into gratitude i don't know if you feel the same like i'm uh, so grateful yeah. for the life that i have i'm so grateful for the clients that i work with i'm so grateful at the moment that i can be serving like my community through something really difficult because i teach and coach clarity and confidence like how I, I had a real wobble last oh my god should i show up what should i say yeah actually it's really important i can teach you some very basic stuff to help you right now yeah absolutely and i think yeah we kind of all felt that and one thing yeah like you said with the gratitude it was like yeah i kind of like thought do you know what i i am one of the lucky ones because of the changes i've already made that you know i was chatting to we were meant to have a surprise 40th from one of my friends Uh in manchester but obviously it all got cancelled and everything else and and that was on Saturday, but we did a surprise Zoom call for her. Oh, <laughs> so, and, you know, we were all just chatting around about, you know, oh, you, they've got kids, they've got jobs, and they're all like, how are you going to do this? How are you going to do that? And they went to me, and I'm like, I pretty much just carry on as I am, to be honest. You know, it doesn't, and I, and I don't say that to be, oh, yeah, I'm so, you know, look at me, look at me. I mean it like, I'm just so, at this moment, I'm so relieved I made those choices now, so. Yeah, I think I think it would push a lot of people, hopefully, when we get through the people being silly, like back into huge gratitude, hmm. what they have and like the fact that we can store food in our fridge and we can have the money to go out and buy food or order food. And we live, you know, you're waking up still in your warm house. Like I, my my granddad was a desert rat in the Second World War. And my He spent three years away. So my middle auntie, he didn't see it until she was three years old that is sacrifice, that is hardship, that is, that is living life, you know, for other people and, and giving away your life for three years to defend what we live for. And not to get really deep for a moment, but you've been told to stay at home for two weeks. Like, you know, compare that to my granddad being away for three fucking years and only speaking to my nan through letters. My yeah, yeah. You know, it's not comparable, it's just... Yeah, it makes me quite angry. Isn't there there a thing, I I mean, Gillian were talking about this beforehand, about we don't like being told what to do. So it's almost that case of, right, the government's told us what to do, so then (laughs) we're going to rebel now. You know, so, you know, me and Gillian might have a client who's like, right, you know, you need to track your calories. And some will go, oh, yeah, I'll track some. Some will go, oh, I'm tracking it to the T. Others will go... Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go and see um someone who's gonna tell me I need a metabolic reset. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love those. Yeah. yeah, so when do you liver detox while you're at it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah. I think there's um, some, but it's really weird. I mean, I think the beautiful thing about this today is that it's, like we've had a few other guests on. I mean, I had a lady called Tammy on before. We had Cliff and Martha Wild on recently as well. And you now as well. And we're all kind of talking about the same thing. So people listen up, you know. Yeah, I think, I, uh, I think until it gets really near to people, they're not going to listen. So we, one of my clients, one of her friends is really quite ill at home with it. It's starting to hit home now. Like con, my partner seeing people in the hostel or knowing of people in the hostel, like um, it, is, it is getting real. Wherever you are in the country now, it's getting real and it's getting close. And I wonder if it would take that for people to go, right oh shit my my behavior is not acceptable and it's that I, I can understand if you you know we talked about brains earlier and there's three different parts of the brain but I think a lot of people are almost in animal brain reaction of you know the panic buying and the fear mongering and the you know the spreading of rumors and I, I don't think they're trying to be bad people I think they're just scared and they're just showing it in a way that it's just a little bit reactive rather than responsive where you know, I thankfully have got a lot of techniques now and I can teach and coach that to my audience of actually, you know, breathe and calm. What is in your control? What is not in your control? What is the data here? What is the drama? What can you do right now? What is going to help you? What is going to help you to feel good in, in difficult situation? And, you know, having those tools means that I'm not going to be stuck in my animal brain for all this. I kind of did all that last week. <laughs> yeah. I was going off to work for a 12-hour shift and I'm like sobbing my heart out because my gym's closed. You know? you know, but it took that moment. It's like that is starting to bite. It's starting to hit me in my life now. So, you know, it's that it will get closer and closer to people. Mm-hmm. And it is that I, I think actually it's a huge opportunity to do all the things that people have talked about for ages in their lives. So do the declutter, paint the fucking bathroom, sort your garden out, um, finish the course that you never finished properly. Um, communicate more than ever with your family and friends, like through all the te- amazing technology we have. It's, it's a hard reset that could be incredible for us if we, if we take it on and just think, right, how am I going to make the most of this time? And you've been given a gift of time. Like, I'm too busy at work. I'm too busy with this. It's like, well, you, you know, I don't see my family enough. And now it's like, well, yeah, homeschooling is going to be a challenge, but it's also you can make some magic memories through that once you get through the, how's it work? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's mental, isn't it? We've, we've, we've actually almost got, almost got the time that we always moan about we don't have. Yeah, it's not the reason we wanted it for. Oh, why? Yeah. Everyone wants it on their own terms, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you, know, you, you potentially now have it. Some people obviously don't, but you know, a yeah. lot of us will have. So make, you know, embrace it. If life happens for you, not to you, if you choose it to, if you choose to, you can't argue with the reality of this. It's coming, it's coming down the line and it's going to be here very soon. So mm-hmm. put your time, attention, energy, focus, love into what you can control and what you can do about it and how you can support yourself and your loved ones. And you will, you'll come for it with a richer experience. And I'm not, you know, not denying some families are going to be awfully hit. And, but we don't know that right now, what that's yeah. going to be and who that is. So the more we look after ourselves now, the more we'll have an energy to support those people as we go through this. Yeah. Absolutely. And I even got an email myself, because obviously I'm a former biomedical scientist in the NHS. Oh, so wow. I am. So there's a, yeah, they are looking at people to go back on the register so that they may be pulled back in. Well, it's not a it's a it's not an obligation like that they say there may be opportunities yeah. so so i was like oh <laughs> 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 finger post there yeah, i know i'll be one of them. i was like oh didn't see that coming i have to say i didn't even think that would happen yeah. but yeah okay you know so and, and it was it was that moment for me when yeah okay, okay you know this is like this is coming this is yeah yeah you know this isn't it's not enough yeah, one anymore. Guys. Way, when the side gets pulled back before it starts like rapidly descending, it's like that at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's how it feels. So, but I, I think one thing you know that will come good out of it is people connecting yeah. again, real and like you know really valuing face to face connection. But also now, obviously, we've got the technology to be connected to each other, um, and probably even more so, like you know, than what people were before. Yeah. I did a Zoom call with my girlfriends on Friday and we did two hours of giggling and love yeah. and couldn't hug them, which was a bit sad, but the rest of it was just 
you know as per normal it was lovely it was so nice yeah you know some of them sat there with ice cream some with wine you know, <laughs> like everyone just like just like a normal evening we'd see each other but just not together so yeah. oh, I was laughing at one of our friends whose little boy had for some reason decided to put a charcoal face mask on and then was pulling it off so the way he pulled it off it meant he had sideburns that like well, really <laughs> <laughs> what is my life? Like watching on a Friday night, this boy trying to pull off like Wolverine. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so do, we like we always like to kind of ask for kind of four takeaways that you can that people can take from this call and this podcast. And yeah, what are the four most important things you think people should take away from this? Oh gosh. Um Oh, um, no pressure. No pressure. <laughs> oh, yes, did you? Didn't, oh, I didn't get the brief, brief. Things to take away. First thing is become the world leading authority in yourself, especially if you're going to have time now. Yeah. Like it's just, it's on you to do that. No one else is going to do that for you. It's no one else's responsibility. So, you know, what do you stand for? What do you stand against? What do you believe in? What are your values? What is your magic? How do you speak to yourself? Uh, what is your story? Um, and just start on the road with, you know, number one then, that's number one. Number two, start on that road with that daily connection to yourself. How do I feel today? Um, whatever way works for you, whether that's writing, speaking, sharing, whatever, the important part is you get that daily connection to yourself. Uh, number three is start becoming selfish to become selfless. So, start to create time for you each week so all my clients and everyone in my communities we talk about a love list and a list a love list is a very simple cornish girl at heart so a list of things that you love doing that's just for you so have that list and just pick one or two things off it a week that you love doing that is you know you're reminding yourself of your value and your worth because you're you're investing that time money and effort into yourself so especially at the moment you know does that need to change what are the things that you can do at home and just you will go back to everything else feeling more energized and more focused and being able to be in it properly so that's number three uh number four is um honor yourself and your value and worth with boundaries and just you know make make that change of start with just meeting yourself where you are so even if it's i'm not going to work weekends anymore or i'm going to finish at this time you know, just set even more so than ever with everyone maybe potentially being together quite a while. You know, what are your boundaries? What do you need? And it is going to be a hard reset. People might react, but actually it's it's worth doing it for, you, for your own sanity and your own value and your own worth. So set those boundaries and just be really clear on them and just honour them as much as you can. Like I, I have pretty strict work boundaries now, but if a client really needed to be outside of that, I would, but it's a conscious choice and it's it's the exception rather than the rule. Mm -hmm. So love that mm -hmm. I, I see so many people like oh i've just got to stay at work and i'm like but that half an hour job is going to be there tomorrow anyway exactly but it's a conveyor belt so why do you need to do it now yeah. yeah but i just feel no 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 leave work <laughs> go home yeah but no, <laughs> no. Yeah, so, go. Yeah. so those are probably my top four and you know getting to geek out on something during all this going yeah. get your geek on go and learn something right love how fun i've got big magic back i've um because i was over with my um mother-in-law's and we've got the rest of our stuff all back after we moved <laughs> almost two years since we got the rest of our stuff <laughs> but i'm reunited with all my books again so i've got like big magic in there so i'm like <laughs> yeah yeah. Because so, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm, I'm about to die. I'm diving into this right now. Oh, yeah. hey. what's the chimp brain. paradox? Is it? Yeah. Is um animal brain is chimp. Yeah. 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 I didn't get. I didn't get a computer. I didn't know where that fitted into my three brain model. I say my three brain model. Yeah. Theory's been around a long time with many people, but would that not be the amygdala? The amygdala. The amygdala is the like the processing center of the brain. Yeah. So I guess that's the computer. I guess. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, like, similar theory, I guess. Similar theory. Yeah, similarish. Yeah, yeah. Well, brilliant. Well, thanks very much for coming on, and very it's been an absolute pleasure having you. You're right, Greg. You're gonna. Yeah, well, we've forgotten one thing, haven't you? 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I always ask a little, I do this silly little thing at the end. <laughs> Greg rolls his eyes. No, it's, I have, right, it's called a Fit and Fabulous podcast. I have lots of favorite F words. I like fit. I like fabulous. I like food. I like fitness. I like freedom. <laughs> Not mentioning the most obvious one, are you? No. <laughs> so do you have a favorite F word, Nick? Yes. <laughs> what? You know me a little bit. <laughs> what do you think it is? <laughs> it's a sexy one. Yeah. We're going to do a lot of that, aren't we, basically, if we're in, in lockdown. So I think it'd be a massive baby boom out there in like December, January. Yeah. What's the favourite F word? Fuck. <laughs> okay. I need to come up with a different question, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been. Well, we like to swear as well, though, actually. I do, I do like it. It's like a. When I get passionate, it's a good expression. Yeah, yeah, it just pops out. It's just like passion rather than you know, a, you know, just a putty mouth. I think. Can you not yeah. say? That? I would have said like fornication. Fornication. Oh, that, that sounds weird. <laughs> it? like, oh, oh, that's textbook, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's like biblical, isn't it? Is that no, like, like, how old are you? <laughs> Oh my god! I know, I know, it's a word that I could have said without swearing, but I like the other word. It sounds <laughs> that sounds more like what I want than your word, if I'm honest. <laughs> god, I'm gonna be struck down. <laughs> See, I told you you two were impacting my angelic self. I told you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool brilliant like, it's been an absolute pleasure having you You're um so for anyone else as yeah. well if they want to know more about you nick where's best to get you and find out um, more yeah. about what you do i um there's a few places um so i am on facebook as nicola buckley so you can come and friendly sort me don't weird sort me that's just not great yeah. um i have a free community called the clarity and confidence community so come in there we've we're going to do a calm and clarity day on wednesday Jilly is part of that. So we've got 12 hours of 12 brilliant guests taking over the group. Um, and I'm going to be running a clarity, a confusions clarity challenge. I've just launched it today. That's going to be on the 20th of April. So at the moment, I think, again, do you do it? Do you not? Actually, I think it's needed more than ever right now. So yeah. So I'll, I'll share some links to those anyway, so people can find those really easily. So yeah, but I've loved today. Thank you. Yeah, I know. It's Brilliant and lovely to catch up with you as well. Yeah, so we'll have to do it more often. So, but yeah, thank you. Thank well, you're very welcome. Lots of love to everyone. Yeah, you too, Nick. All the best. Bye. And see you, everyone. <laughs> Bye.